Hello, my name is Josh. I'm Jamie. And welcome to A Conversation with Two Geeks, the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and everything in between. Today we have on a special guest. Please introduce Craig Noah Levine. Uh, say hi, Noah. Hello, I'm Noah Levine. <laughs> uh, the three of us will be ta- uh, talking about everything from the official trailer, The Stranger Things Season 4, to Warner Brothers, now Warner Brothers Discovery, potentially overhauling DC Entertainment, and much more. Also, feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Convo with Two Geeks. That's with the number two. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you like sending us an email with anything from this episode or our previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. You can find our back catalog on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are listened to. Uh, Noah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's, it's an honor. I've uh, heard a lot about this podcast <laughs> uh you mind introducing us to um mind introducing yourself to the audience real quick yeah what do you want to know um just so uh, you know where you um what you do where you're from okay. all that sort of jazz um i'm noah levine i'm a senior at ut austin um where i will be graduating i'm studying filmmaking i want to direct horror movies uh i met josh during an internship um and, you know, we've stayed in touch based on our, our, our movie opinions. I've done some film criticism work mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the Daily Texan, also like Bloody Disgusting. Um, right now, I, I work for Fangoria as like a social media guy, but that's just like writing tweets. But it's still cool. But that, that's Either what I'm way, doing right it's now. Pretty, I mean, it's Fangoria. Um, so I do that. Uh, but my, my real my like end goal is like to. To direct uh and i just did like a thesis short film that is being edited right now and that was stressful but so yeah that's me i like horror a lot and dc is my thing also yeah cool which is going to be very interesting when we get to later because yeah mm-hmm. we got some pretty big dc news this week but mm-hmm. yeah no um but yeah no um again thank you for coming on man i really do appreciate it and let's get on to our first topic for the day shall we Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an official trailer for Stranger Things Season 4 or Stranger Things 4. The synopsis reads, it's been six months since the Battle of Star Court, which brought terror and destruction to Hawkins. Struggling with the aftermath, our group of friends are separated for the first time and navigating the complexities of high school haven't made things any easier. In this most vulnerable time, a new and horrifying supernatural threat surfaces, presenting a gruesome mystery that, if solved, might finally put an end to the horrors of the Upside Down, created by Matt and Ross Duffer, the series stars Wayne Ryder, David Harbour, Finn Wolfhard, Millie Bobby Brown, Gaten Mazzarito, uh, Kayla McLaughlin, uh, Noah Schaap, Sadie Sink, uh, Natalia Dyer, Charlie Heaton, Joey, um, Joe Keery, Maya Hawk, Carla Buino, and Brett Goldstein, with new additions to the cast set to include Jamie Campbell Bauer, Eduardo Franco, Joseph Quinn, with Game of Thrones actor uh, Tom Walshia, and Freddy Krueger himself, Robert England, rounding out the new additions. Uh, season four is going to be split into two volumes. So the first volume is going to be is slated to drop on Netflix on May 27th, while the second volume is slated to drop on July 1st. So, so what do we think of this trailer? <laughs> well, I'm stressed now because... Obi-Wan Kenobi and Stranger Things season four both drop on start on May 27th. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> so it's going to be crazy. Uh, Not to, I, 
Go ahead. <laughs> Not to mention that Bob's Burgers and Bob's Burgers the movie and Top Gun Maverick both come out on the same goddamn day. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, I I just I this trailer um it's been three I it still hits me that it's been three years since season three. Really? Yeah, it's been three years. Oof, that's a and, long time. Because it was 2019, right? Yeah, it was 2019. And technically, we were supposed to get this. We were probably supposed to get this either 2020 or 2021. But, uh, you know, the pandemic happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess there was scheduling conflicts. We're trying to get all the actors because now most of them are, like, big, huge, and famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine that it just was like, oh, this is a clusterfuck. But either way, the either way, this trailer um, just it's just this is i think now a kind of beginning of the end and also like we're kind of going back to the horror route of season one and two which is mm-hmm. good because season three kind of I, I won't lie as much as i did enjoy season three it kind of got a little goofy it did it was ridiculous with the russian stuff um it yeah it was the worst season they've done i still enjoyed every episode but um no that i love the trailer the new trailer, I, the music choice, the, oh. the the flash of Robert England with his eyes scratched out, like yeah, that's the stuff that, and the <laughs> the villain being like this zombie creature thing, like it's sign apparently me up. apparently it's called Veruca, Vec- like, no, it's Vecna, Vecna, okay, Vecna, yeah, I, I've done the research. It's a it's a D and D like villain. It's one of the like hardest D and D like. Is, is it a boss i don't know how dnd works but it's um, like, i think it's a boss it's a boss that's like a reanimated corpse that's like powered by magic to do some stuff so people think it's billy spoiler alert um we, i mean in the trailer his grave is there but yeah they think it's his corpse being like controlled by the upside down or the I, i've player. heard i've heard that theory as well i've also heard that either brenner or creel no. oh like it's interesting robert robert england England is is creel Mm -hmm. i have a feeling he's just gonna be like hannibal lecter where they like visit his cell and like Mm -hmm. he says some mysterious like bs and then they're like oh what does it mean yeah no i i'm thinking that as well but either way i'm either way i this trailer and also like this is now the beginning of the end because while we do have you know volume two and a fifth season like this is part one of essentially three and i have a feeling that some folk aren't gonna make it out and it might start i know they kind of did a fake out with hopper which i'm deeply debating whether or not that should have been probably the case but i have a sinking feeling that i think one of the kids are not gonna make it i don't know if they can afford to kill off one of their golden children uh i don't know um but yeah I mean, well, I mean, we'll see, but either way, like this season is going to get nuts. And I just, and it comes out like, oh my God, less than a month. Mm-hmm. And just that, that's wild to me. And I just, I, I am in and then just, yeah. And also um, back to music choice real quick. The song used in that, which is Separate Ways by Journey. Oh, yeah. um, that was first used in freaking Tron Legacy. And really? Like, yeah. And that's like one. The song is so familiar. I just had never I added it to my Spotify playlist. I don't know. Once you put a cool song in a trailer, I immediately associate the song with the visuals of the trailer. And then mm-hmm. I just love the song. Yeah, no, same here, same here. And like, I just, 
I, I cannot I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait, even though that is gonna be a very busy weekend. Cause between Stranger Things, Obi-Wan, and then in the theaters, Top Gun Maverick and Bob's Bur- and the Bob's Burgers movie, it's gonna be a very busy May 20 Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, for me, I, only thing I care about is Obi-Wan and and uh this. I'll watch this first though. Yeah, I Probably. uh I'll I need to still debate on how I'm gonna parse out my schedule, but we'll see. There's going to be spoilers for both on the internet within 0.2 seconds. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just watch them back to back. Maybe. Maybe. Either way. Anyways, moving on to our next topic. An exclusive from the rap reports that Academy Award winner Susan Sarandon has closed the deal to play villain Victoria Court in Blue Beetle, DC's first superhero movie starring a Latino character. This is following news, uh, I believe this was last week or the week before, that Sharon Stone was in talks to play Court. I guess the deal fell through. Mm. and stuff so uh what are you guys thoughts on that uh is this the villain that's exclusive to the movie uh this is apparently going to be according to a report a, a new character created for the movie yeah so i i don't really have much much thoughts on it just for the fact like i don't even i don't understand what the character is um mm-hmm. but i think the actor could definitely work with whatever they have so mm-hmm. i think it's a good choice i just I like I like looking up the comic characters when their casting gets announced so I could, you know, see what direction they might go in. But for this, it's like, okay. Yeah, I yeah, I because in the comics, there is a character named Ted Cord that was the original Blue Beetle. This is not going to be um, the character. The character that they're doing the movie on is Jamie Reyes, who I believe is the second Blue Beetle. And I guess this might be a sibling of Cord or something. Okay. I'm not 100 percent sure mm-hmm. on how on how they're going to do that, but. Yeah, I know. I just I don't know. This was an interesting choice. Um, I get again. I guess the deal with Stone fell through, which is going to be interesting because I don't know if Susan Sarandon's ever played a villain. It's always time to start. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, do you have any thoughts on this, or are you good? Um, I mean, not really. Same thing. We don't really know much about the character that they're going to be playing or anything, so it's just gonna have to see. But the act. The, the actors seem to be pretty good so just kind of see what they decide to do with this project i can't wait for a trailer to, for this project just to see what they want to do mm-hmm. with it and um and so because i'm not super familiar with blue beetle just a little bit from like what i've seen with young justice and stuff like that so uh yeah we'll just have to see cool means cool means Anyways, moving on to our next topic, going to THR, director Sam Bailey and Angela Barnes have signed on to direct Disney Plus's and Marvel Studios' Ironheart, with the setup being that Bailey will direct episodes one through three, while Barnes will direct the uh, back half, episodes four through six. Uh, Bailey has directed episodes of shows like Netflix's Dear White People and others, while Barnes and Jamie, you might actually be excited for this, um, Barnes has directed episodes for shows such as One uh, One Day at a Time, among others. Mm -hmm. In addition, it has been announced that Black Panther director Ryan Cooler and his production company, Proximity Media, has joined the creative team of the show, serving as executive producer. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I still don't know very much about Ironheart, but um, it should be interesting. Um, when is this supposed, like, have they announced when they're planning on having this come out? Or... My guess is it's probably going to be sometime next year. Next year? 
you know, sometime, mm-hmm. sometime next year, especially given the slate currently right now, I think it's probably going to mm-hmm. be sometime next year, probably going to be filming towards the end of this year is my mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Also, um, when I was looking this up, as soon as I saw one day at a time, I was like, oh, James going to love this. Yeah, no, that's interesting because I'm assuming there's going to be some action in this. Mm-hmm. And one day at a, at a time does not, it's not an action show mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and like that was more of like a traditional sitcom kind of thing. This mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit different. So seeing the direct direction style is going to be interesting. Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm curious about this one. And yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, moving on to our next topic. According to THR, following the shuttering of Blue Sky Studios by Disney and the film's cancellation shortly after, despite it being 75% complete, a feature and animation adaptation of uh, Indies Stevenson's best-selling graphic novel, Pneumonia, is headed to Netflix. For those unfamiliar with the novel, its synopsis reads, a knight is framed for a crime he didn't commit, and the only person that can help him prove his innocence is Pneumonia, a shape-shipping team, also be a monster he is sw- he's sworn to kill. Set in a techno-medieval world, unlike anything animation has tackled before, this is a story about the labels we assign to people and a shapeshifter who refuses to be defined by anyone. According to the article, the production was picked up by Annapurna with and with Spies in Disguise directors, which was also a Blue, Blue Sky production, mind you, um, mm. Nicholas, uh, Nick Bruno and, to- and Tony Quayne taking over from the film's original director, um, uh, Patrick Osborne as directors. However, despite the switch in directors, the voice cast remains the same with Chloe Moretz and Riz Ahmed set to voice the characters. So this is interesting. Um, so I heard about this news a little while ago. I don't know if we reported on this. Um, but I do remember this, and this was kind of sad. Um, this again, despite it being like seventy five percent complete, it was just like, God damn you, mouse! Um, you just had to can't, you just had to cancel this. But now I'm like extremely happy, and I'm also happy for the animators and stuff because now they finally get to complete this and show it to mm-hmm. the world and stuff. And I imagine, um, I imagine the mouse is probably kicking itself for not giving it like the necessary funds to at least allow it to be completed and stuff. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my podcast co-host uh, Quinn is very excited for this movie and <laughs> I knew nothing about it, but on our podcast, he brought it up. I was like, what the hell is that? And then he was explaining to me how it almost got made and then this and that. And I, I can only think of how devastating it is to be that far into a film's process. And then, the the business lords above you just like say nah so you know i'm glad they they get to and that's a that sounds cool mm-hmm. that like little plot line you just read um so i'm glad they mm-hmm. they'll get to put something out and that's interesting that the voice cast is staying on yeah um, definitely are they reanimating the movie or are they using stuff they've already done from what i'm able to gather uh especially from the people that have like from also the animators that have publicly talked about this, because there are animators on Twitter that have said like, hey, I've worked on this and stuff. I believe they're continuing. I guess they got most of the assets okay. from, from mm-hmm. the mouse and stuff. And I think they were allowed to transfer it and stuff because this was not, like it was made by Blue Sky Studio, but I think it was also in collaboration with another studio, um, DN, DNNG Animation. I believe they were the ones doing the initial animation. And I guess um, that allowed them to like, transfer it uh, transfer the uh, animation assets over um, you know not allowed to be deleted and like tra- able to transfer it over 
to uh, Annapurna Netflix and stuff. So I think it might have been because of that third party that it might have been saved a bit more. Otherwise, I think it would have been deleted. Mm. But either way, like I, either way, I'm I'm extremely I'm extremely happy. And um, you know, it's another production that kind of got sort of canned. Um, uh, West Balls is a mouse guard. Um, for those that don't know what it is, uh, I think it's based on a series of novels and stuff. And West Ball, who did the Maze Runner movies, was developing one. I think it was, I think this was also a Fox production, but because of the mouse, um, mm. because of the merger with the uh, freaking mouse, um, it just it didn't it didn't go through itself. So can we can we get that also um, made, please? Um, <laughs> If, if we if Anna Perna can get this can get this up the ground, then maybe we can get Mouse Guard off the ground. Because honestly, I've seen the concept art and and the uh, test reels and stuff for that, and it looks sick. But either way, I'm happy. I'm happy for I'm happy for pneumonia and stuff because I I know people were legitimately pissed off about this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to our next topic: an exclusive variety, and then later confirmed, cooperated, and expanded upon by Ronan himself on his personal blog. The Adam Project star Walter Scoble has been cast in, as the lead role of Percy Jackson himself for the upcoming Percy Jackson the Olympian series that is set to air on Disney Plus with Black Sail showrunners Josh Steinberg and Dan Schatz helming the series. According to Ronan himself, we were fortunate enough to audition Walker months before that movie, The Adam Project, came out. But the film only confirmed what we knew about his talent. It was obvious to me and the rest of the team that Walter uh, Walker. Helium. <laughs> <laughs> Walk. I apologize. It's early in the morning. I called him Walk Walter instead of Walker. 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 Paul Walker. Hey, rest in peace. <laughs> Anyways, Walker had the perfect mix of comedic timing, sweetness, rebelliousness, snark, and heroism to embody our hero Percy Jackson. I got to deliver the news to Walker personally via Zoom back on January 28th that he had been chosen for the part and it was a real magical moment that made me feel for the first time, okay, this is real. This is worth all the waiting and hard work. This project is going to be amazing. Also, according to Rorden, Walker is also a super fan of the books, having read everything through the trials of Apollo. He already owns a Cam Hathlet t-shirt, which he wore during the Zoom call. So, um, Jamie, did you ever wind up seeing, um, and actually this is for both of you, did you guys ever wind up seeing uh, The Adam Project? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, nope. I I will say this as someone that didn't, that saw an early screener of it. Um, this kid is good. Like, legitimately good. Like, he, like in the movie, he kind of plays, like, a younger version of Ryan Reynolds. And he is mm-hmm. scary good. Like, there are moments in this was like, this, this, like, did you literally time travel and go back and, like, <laughs> receive your younger self? But no, that's not the case, unfortunately. But um, just, this kid's good. This kid's good. He has a lot of snark and stuff. And I think he's definitely going to match well. Because for those that don't remember or maybe don't know, in the books, Percy's kind of a snark, uh, snarky little shit. And I, I have a feeling that Walker is going to just to knock this out and stuff. And I, I'm honestly happy for him because he seems like he's a super fan and was like, like really excited. And again, like he really like killed it with the Adam Project. So I actually recommend people check out the Adam Project. Um, I have a feeling people are gonna just be like, okay, this kid's good. This kid's good. But either way, uh, but yeah, no, what do you guys' thoughts on this? I, I was I haven't read the Percy Jackson books, unfortunately. I did know fans were not happy with the movies. Um, so I'm glad they're they're kind of getting a 
a re a redo um with with this and that it seems like the fans are pretty happy on that casting based Mm -hmm. on what i've seen on social media i mean i've seen Mm -hmm. situations before where a big you know characters announced and and the twitter's just cutthroat but for for this kid they were pretty in approval there's already like fan stuff for him Mm -hmm. it's crazy this kid's about to be a star Um, yeah i know yeah so yeah no it's it's cool yeah yeah um also i recommend um for viewer for viewers and stuff um he does like he says verbatim opening lines for deadpool 2 and like he says it like throughout like he knows like verbatim and by memory and stuff that it's it's almost kind of scary almost <laughs> and and i just and ryan reynolds and during the thing i think this was the year during the filming he's done he's done it twice during the filming of the movie and then like when they're doing press and stuff mm. but just during the filming uh i think they're in like car seat you can see ryan in like the front seat being like oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> But either way, I this casting is going to be interesting, and yeah, no, this this I, I, as you said, this kid is going to be a superstar if if not already. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on to our next topic, and this one's going to kind of be a downer, folks. Just to let you know, uh, via Variety on Tuesday the twelfth, Gilbert Gottfried, the comedian, Aladdin star, and owner of of the most recognizable voice in Hollywood, passed away at the age of sixty seven from monotono dis- Trophy type two, a form of muscular dystrophy. On Twitter, his family re- released a statement saying, We are heartbroken to announce the passing of our beloved Gilbert Gottfried after a long illness. In addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy, Gilbert was a wonderful husband, brother, friend, and to his two young children. Although today is a sad day for all of us, please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honor. Born on February 28, 1955 in Brooklyn, New York, Godfrey was best known as a comedian and as a voice actor delivering the voice um, the voice to such characters as Iago the Parrot from, 19, from the 1992 animated film Aladdin, the robotic uh, bird Digit from PPS Kids' Cyber Chase, and the Affleck Duck in commercials for the insurance company, as well as through a handful of roles in both film and television. He is survived by his wife, Dara Kavitz, and his two children, Lily and Max. Uh, may Gilbert rest in peace. <sighs> this 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 one hurt a little, mainly because um, again, the voice of Iago, and also, um, I don't know if you have PBS, if you guys had PBS, but for me, Cyber Chase was um, was a household favorite. So if if anything, this 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 hurt a little and stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah. Um, thoughts, anyone? I just, it's always sad to lose a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And just and also like there's a photo of um, I think it's him, um, another comedian, Louis, Louis Anderson, who also passed away, and Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we lost all three of them this year. It's very sad. Yeah, and just uh, yeah, it it hurts a little. It hurts a little, but yeah. Anyways, transitioning to our next topic, according to THR, Will Ferrell will be joining the cast of Barbie. Warner Brothers All Star take on the Mattel toy icon with Academy Award nominee uh, Greta Gerwig set to co-write um, along with her husband Noah Baumbach. 
co-write the script and direct the film. And Margot Robbie set to play the titular character with Farrell starring, starring alongside the likes of Ryan Gosling, who will be playing Ken, Sammy mm. Liu, Kate McKinnon, Alexandria Ship, and America Fiera. As for whom Farrell, uh, Farrell will be playing, sources with the publication has said that he'll be playing the CEO of a toy company that may or may not be Mattel, with there being a meta angle to the proceedings. In addition to Farrell being cast, according to an exclusive from People Magazine of all places, creator of the sh- of HBO's Insecure and Spider-Woman herself, Issa Rae, and Scott Pilgrim himself, Michael Sarah, and Scott Pilgrim himself, Michael Sarah, are also set to join. And according to Deadline, and keep in mind, this was like right before we started locking the show in, um, like a day before we started locking the show in, uh, one night in Miami actor Kings, um, Kingsley Benadire, Rhea Perlman, Academy Award winner Emerald Fennell, who was uh, Emerald Fennell, uh, Nick, um, oh God, I'm going to butcher this, uh, Nick Chudi uh, Gatwa, Cheryl Rooney, Scott Evans, Anna Cruz Kanye, um, Connor Swindle, uh, Rita Araya, and Jamie Dimitrian are all set to join the cast alongside the new additions of Ray, Sarah, and Farrell. Um, production is currently underway in the UK. This cast is getting nuts. This is just a weird project. Like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> like, how are they going to make... How are they going to make a Barbie movie this entertaining? I, I don't understand. They're really, like... They're really, like, honing in on having this much star power to keep people into it i think yeah also given the meta angle i have a feeling we might have another lego movie on our hands interesting interesting theory and i I just and also i will say i'm i'm kind of in gerwig's camp mainly because um like i i was introduced to her via francis ah but lady bird and then little women which like like well like i like lady bird i really did but when Little Women came out, I did not have any interest in seeing it, mainly because, um, again, I'm playing my um, male ignorance here. But I did not have any interest in it. And then when I saw it, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And just, I, I just, I, and ever since then, I'm like, anything you do next, even if it's a Dane Barbie movie, I'm like, I'm, I'm in and stuff. But yeah, I have a feeling we're going to get another Lego movie, especially with the meta stuff. And that's going to be interesting, especially when you have just, just freaking Margot Robbie as Barbie and then Ryan Gosling as Ken. Yeah, that's a great casting. Yeah, and just oh God, this, this, this it's, project. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Now that would be smart if they went that like a maybe like kind of meta level. Mm-hmm. Like I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah. I just don't I just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah no me, the trailer is gonna be wild i, I think when we get our first look at it i know i know right anyways moving on to our next topic according to deadline joseph gordon levitt has been cast opposite natasha leone in peacock's poker face a mysterious drama series from ryan johnson he's t um his production company uh t street and mcr television in addition according to variety everything everywhere all at once star simi um he i'm who's Isu, I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, joined the cast of the show. Uh, details for both uh, Le- for both whom Levitt and Hisu will be playing are being kept under wraps. So um, thoughts on this casting, because I, because with, because um, 
obviously I expected mainly because this is the Ryan Johnson joint. I expected JGL to be involved somehow, but I did mm-hmm. not expect the casting of the second person, especially after um, everything everywhere all at once, which by the way, I highly recommend if you have not seen that movie. So I, good. It is so good. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. I have seen it three times and that movie is like bonkers good. And I just, and, and one of the best parts of that movie is, is uh, Stephanie's performance. Mm. And from what I understand, like she's, I think this is, cause I know she was on Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, cause apparently she was on Marvelous Miss Maisel, but she's still mm. an up and coming star and stuff. And I'm just like, dang, dang, they, they made a good decision here. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to our second to last topic. Uh, according to Denline, River Star. Uh, River Star. <laughs> River Star. <laughs> All right. According to Den, moving on to our uh, second to last topic. According to Denline, Riverdale star KJ Appa and 1883's actress Isabel May have nabbed the alien sibling lead roles in the HBO Max DC comedy The Wonder Twins, what Appa set to play Zahn while May is set to play Jana. Uh, the film is said to be written and directed by Black Adam scribe Adam Stankel. I'm, I'm not going to pronounce it because I can't. Um, with production set to start this summer in Atlanta. Uh, thoughts on this casting? I'm happy he's escaping Riverdale. <laughs> I think he deserves it. He's put in his time. I, I now think so. give him something that he will get respect for. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what's been happening on Riverdale. I just know it's gone off more yeah. off the rails than it has been. Like, yeah, they did a apparently I didn't watch it, but they did like a five episode mini like yeah. storyline uh, where they go to like an alternate universe Riverdale and like the characters all have different powers. I think I think I saw. Okay. I think I heard about. I think oh, it's called River Vale. Oh, I think I might have heard about this. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, yeah that that show needs to be taken out the pasture. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time for yeah. I think the actors are done too. Yeah, they always say in interviews. Uh... <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like the actors are trapped. Yeah. You're like, get us out of this contract. Yeah, I know that I think it was like Dylan Sprouse said, um, is it no, it's Cole, right? It's Cole. It's Cole. Cole Sprouse, like an interview, said, like, we just show up on set, they give us scripts, and then we do it. Like <laughs> we're, we're all kind of ready for it to it, it pays the bills. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it pays that's probably why they put up with it because they're like, we're actually getting money right now. Probably getting a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, oh, what was I gonna say? Um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, it's just. Oh yeah, so there's this podcast I listen to. They're gonna do a, a where they they none of them have ever seen Riverdale, but they're just gonna pick a random episode, get drunk and watch it, and do like a live react like live mm-hmm. recording of reacting to it. And I'm like waiting for that episode because I'm like. I don't watch it anymore. I watched like the first two seasons. Yeah, same. But I'm just like, it's going to be insane <laughs> because we're going to oh, have yeah. no idea what's going on. I, I just, Funny. yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys there and that that's going to be hilarious and stuff and just, oh, this show. But again, this show needs to be taken out the past. You just, just release them from their contracts. 
and let them let them do other things. Yeah, free them. <laughs> Cut the chains. Hashtag free the Riverdale cast. Oh, I, I this just came out, but a new a new nope teaser trailer came out. God damn it. All right. Then now, now on to our final topic of the day. An exclusive for variety uh, reports. Following Discovery's closing closing of its $43 billion deal with Warner Media, uh, for Warner Media rather, uh, new CEO David um, Zalvez, Zalvez, I'm going to put you the same, um, report, having toyed, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, new CEO, Day, um, it's being reported that new CEO David Salvez is having been is now toying with the idea yeah, of turning DC into its own solidified content vertical, uh, with the move potentially um, it, potentially af- um, affecting DC f- uh, feature film development in the Warner Brothers uh, Pictures Group seeing streaming series at Warner Brothers Television. And the creative arm within DC proper. Before the merger, Zavales was vetting candidates with experience in creating and nurturing blockbuster intellectual property, with the goal of potentially finding someone to serve as the creative and strategic czar, uh, similar to what Marvel has and can fight. One of those candidates being Emma Watts, a former DC and 20th Century Fox executive. Though it is unlikely she is going to take up the position. However, one insider suggested Zavales was less finding a finding a creative guru and more eager to hire someone who had the type of business backgrounds to, needed to keep all the different factions of DC working more harmlessly. In addition, Discovery insiders believe that although DC has achieved cinematic success with recent films such as Aquaman and the Batman, it lacks a coherent and creative brand strategy. Discovery also believes that several top-shelf characters such as Superman have been left to languish and need to be revitalized, as well as that projects like Todd Phillips' Joker are shining examples how second-build characters from the DC library can and should be exploited when Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn as another example. So, looks like we're going to be overhauling DC again. And I just... I, I'm kind of confused on what they're doing because on one hand, they want to try to get a Kevin Feige, which in itself is a rarity. And I'm really kind of just like, Warners, you need to stop, like, looking beyond just trying to get that trying to be like the MCU and trying to be like and trying to like find that Faye because Faye was a one in a million one in a million I mean the man got his start working for Richard Donner and working on you got mail and stuff and and he was already like a passionate fan of both comics and movies and stuff but you're not gonna find that with any other executive and stuff and that kind of just bugs me and also just I also have thoughts on just on on the whole Superman and how and and it, and, it, and Superman and then also it just weirdly contrasts with like what they want to do with how, what they want to do with stuff like Joker and also I've heard some stuff, um, but I'll get into that in a second. Uh, what are you guys' quick thoughts, real quick? I mean, I'm I'm DC over Marvel any day. And I think DC's greatest weakness and greatest strength is that they don't know how to like cohesively connect everything. Mm-hmm. So we get very filmmaker driven projects, which I prefer over 
projects that are so restrained by the, 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 the lore of the a greater universe and so reliant on other characters popping up in I just think DC's strength is 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 its artistic freedom and I, and I hope I mean obviously I would love more cohesion between the films but I don't think that should come at the expense of the kind of unique stories that these filmmakers were telling um I do think there needs to be someone in charge uh just to really keep things in check I think the fact that there's no Superman and no Batman really right now. And like the, the current Canon that's going to appear in other movies is kind of ridiculous. Like the fact that they dropped the ball on that is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they, they just can't seem to keep up relationships with like any of their like star actors, aside from like Gail Godot and Jason Momoa, like even Ezra Miller, I feel like is, is off. The yeah. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. I just, it's a mess on their end and I'm optimistic for the flash movie. They keep claiming it's going to reset this universe in a way that's more cohesive. But from what I've heard, it just sounds like an absolute convoluted mess that just doesn't make any sense. Um, but I, I agree with what they said about Joker. I think I'm record. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Be right back. back to what you were saying. Noah. Sorry. Yeah, I was saying I understand what they're what they're talking about when it comes to like more Joker projects like in that style. I, it's baffling to me that after Joker got all that awards, they didn't green light like two other villain movies. Like there should be a Scarecrow movie. There should be a Mad Hatter movie. Like mm-hmm. give genre directors like thriller directors, horror directors, give them these messed up, really eerie characters and just make them do the most bonkers character studies they can and it it will get butts in seats i i can assure you um mm-hmm. i i just i don't know i really enjoyed peacemaker a lot and i think that was a great example of like mm-hmm. letting a filmmaker do his thing and then throwing in a bit of the universe building as a treat versus mm-hmm. having the plot revolve around the universe building which i think is what a lot of marvel movies do um I, I think, yes, there needs to be an overhaul, but I don't think there needs to be like a reset in terms of like, they should not be recasting any more characters. You will lose your audience like attention span if your Batman changes every other month and you're like, you're, they're not going to recast a Wonder Woman. You can't recast a Harley Quinn. Like these characters have become like attached to these actors. Mm-hmm. Um and that's how it was with Henry Cavill and Superman. And the fact that they they can't seem to figure something out with that, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. I have a feeling there's stuff we don't know about these, these actors and their agents and how they negotiate deals. And I think that's got to be part of what's going on. Something about mm-hmm. demanding more money, et cetera. And that's the only logical reason I can think of for why DC just like kind of sh- struggles to just like weave this thread of, of cohesion um there's just too much mess behind the scenes for these these relationships to, to from you know these actors and these studios to like stay longer than like a, a year or so yeah and that even includes like again Ezra is a whole different situation but that even includes mm-hmm. Ezra and stuff and yeah, no, you're you're not wrong on that and you know as much as I do enjoy the Batman and stuff like they fumbled the ball on 
they they really fumbled the ball. And this is coming from someone that I like Ben Affleck as Batman, but I didn't like the storylines. I I have my own issues when it comes to like well, the, the, yeah, the thing with the know. Batman, like that's an amazing movie, but imagine what it would have mm-hmm. felt like if that was our Batman for their cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that would have like like that, like it, that's what they don't have. They just do not have that. Like they they can't seem to make a filmmaker driven movie that's also connected to like a bigger story. It's always like I don't know. They're just a mess. It's 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 a yeah. it's a mess. And just and even like even as I mentioned with Flash, um, I've okay. So a little while ago, I think this was about a week or two ago. There was a test screening. There was Not a test screening in LA. And mm-hmm. um, now, full disclosure, I've not seen it. I'm going on by secondhand. I'm going on by secondhand information by from what I've heard. And apparently, from what I've heard, um, I've, I've heard a very big rumor, and I can't. And again, I think I know this, what you're about to say. Yeah. Apparently, Affleck might stay. Yeah, mm. I heard that too. I, I've heard about that. And then it might lead it into apparently a Crisis on Infinite Earth movie. Already? Which we, That's which what I'm ju- saying. It's, which it's we right. just done for the CW for Christ's sake. Well, they, but with this, the CW, it made sense because they had built up to it and they had, they had Arrow being able to fill in that spot. You know, like there mm-hmm. we had... Uh, uh yeah like i love dc you know i love dc mm-hmm. um i've loved the cw shows i have not kept up with but they have a special place in my heart because i feel like there was continuity and there was c- connectivity but you could also not have to watch everything mm-hmm. if you didn't want to in a way mm-hmm. um there was obviously problems with it with writing problems but like that's the other mm-hmm. thing and that's what the movies don't have a lot of the time and like i do think like their standalone stuff like the batman's fantastic mm-hmm. but it should have been like if it was our main like like what you guys are saying if it was our main batman like our mm-hmm. in our timeline the one we were following mm-hmm. like that would have been amazing mm-hmm. but we don't have that and then they're fumbling with superman too and like the Flash is supposed to introduce Supergirl and then she was supposed to get a spinoff movie too. Like, we don't even know what's going on with that with the whole Ezra Miller stuff too. Like, there's so much and it sucks because they have all these characters that they could play with and they just keep... There definitely needs to be somebody who's in charge of all this because I think that's where they're messing up. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, like, helping keep track of everything. Yeah, one, one, one thing, you know, like someone who's in charge of that like there are so many little things that they could have implemented into previous dc projects that would have just improved the connectivity like like a smidge like in the new suicide squad would it have killed them to put a line in that literally just acknowledges like one thing that happened in the previous movie literally Mm -hmm. that's it that's it that's all they have to do and you've established some sort of canon you know time like it just it doesn't make sense why there is there are so many easy things you can do to to improve the connectivity of these stories and they just like mm-hmm. don't do it. And as a fan, it's frustrating because you want as a fan, as like an entitled fan, you want 
you want to have this like all your characters in one storyline, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to celebrate them at the same time, like Marvel does. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we need to copy Marvel, but Marvel knows how to build up to these, you know, mm-hmm. you introduce your audience to this character, then to this character, then to this character. Then you unite all of those fans to the box office for when they're all together. Mm-hmm. That's how you maximize the success of these movies versus a crisis on infinite earths coming literally maybe after one or two actually cohesive DC films. It's too it's early. It's not going to work unless they, they get a lot of uh, legacy actors to return, which they very mel- they very much can do. Um, I mean, we got Keenan for Batman. Crisis. I think it's more like an end game thing. Like you have to build up to that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not super familiar. I thought it's just like other, isn't it different universe people coming in? It is different universe people, but like, I feel like that is what I don't know. Like, I feel like that's something that you'd like, you'd really want to build up to. Not, it's not yeah. like a, a first Avengers movie. You gotcha. Know? Gotcha. Like, yeah, it's it, not, I, mm-hmm. I like to me, that's how I would feel like. I feel like because you lose people in crisis. So I feel mm-hmm. like you need to have time uh, with people. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. but yeah. Then, yeah i don't know it's it's a whole mess and key, like we want it to be like marvel where we can celebrate it and have them all together but dc's not doing that no yeah. and i just <sighs> my my issue with the keaton thing is audience confusion um because from what we've heard from leaks about like batgirl is that there's flashbacks of batman growing up with like fighting alongside commissioner gordon but it's keaton <sighs> In the like, so like, it's just like you're audiences don't want that much confusion. Confusion. It's like, it's so like adults also, like people who grew up in like the eight, like 80s, 90s with the original Batman are gonna be so fucking confused. Um, when they, when they see Keaton coming back, like it's just, it's a mess. Like, it is a mess. It should be and, so much simpler than it is. Um, and, and, yeah. it re- and it really doesn't have just. Ah, why can't you get your stuff together, Warners? And release the higher cut. That'll solve everything. Uh, we, we, we are not we are not getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> I am putting my foot down on that. David is ready. David is ready. He wants to meet with the new Warner guy. I, uh, I don't know if that's going to fix it. It will. It'll fix everything. <laughs> God damn me. All right. All right. Okay. Moving on to recommendations. Um, speaking of Marvel, uh, we so last week, so we were off a week, so we didn't uh, necessarily cover um, Moon Knight episode two. So um, so we're gonna catch up. Uh, so we're just gonna just say some general thoughts on both episode two and this current episode, episode three. Um, I like the introduction to Mr. Knight. Um, I know some people had some issues with it, especially like when Mark slash Steven kind of punched the creature and stuff. I, I thought that that was funny and hilarious and also <laughs> but I, I, I'm uh, apparently I'm an outsider with that. Also, we got to see a bit more of Kanchu, who's voiced excellently by F. Murray Abraham, as well as mm-hmm. we got to meet Mark's ex uh played by uh, may calloway and overall this story is getting very interesting especially as we enter episode three mm-hmm. which um overall i dug um we learned about Kanshu and his relationship with the other gods as well as marks and Leo's past 
The action scenes I thought were really good. I'm kind of digging this. Um, and when I mean Uncharted, I mean the video game. Um, not that recent movie that came out. Um, Indiana Jones and the Mummy vibes with a bit mm. of Fight Club in it. And then that leads us into a massive cliffhanger where, uh, spoiler, where the other guys essentially trap Khonshu and Harold like kidnaps him. And overall, like, dug this episode. What do you guys think? Uh, it's losing me a little. Maybe I'm just a lazy viewer, but I dug episode one, liked episode two. I'm kind of lost now in episode three. I, I There's so much going on. And the part where they like move the sky around, I don't know. It's just getting so like larger than life. I don't know. It's I, I like the intimacy of the first episode and the mm-hmm. second episode. And the second you start tying in the gods and this and that and i don't know it just loses me it loses i'm excited for like i like the villain a lot mm-hmm. um i'm excited to see like how far they take him in terms of his evilness mm-hmm. and i i like the concept of the character the moon knight character i think it's cool i'm just i'm getting lost in the sauce of it all um that's of, of all the lore and the this and the that, but I'll stick around. I'll, I'll finish it out. Yeah, no. I, there's I, I, a lot of exposition because yeah. they're having to explain a lot of what's going on, mm-hmm. um, which they need to do. But it is a lot because I'm feeling a little bit of the same way. I'm enjoying it. I think Oscar Isaac is fantastic, and yeah. he's doing a great job portraying all the different characters he's having to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It can be a little bit much if you don't like, if you don't know a lot of background, which I don't. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, again, I haven't read the Moon Knight comics, but I did do like some research in a little bit. So I kind of have a feeling I know where things are going. I see where you guys are coming from, though, especially given how it was kind of marketing and kind of hyped up. Um, but also, there's also this one other thing, and I'm really curious to get your opinion. Um, actually, no, never mind. I won't, I won't get into that. But I'm just, I, I see where you guys are coming from, but for me, it's kind of just like, I think I'm just able to hang on mainly because I'm just enjoying just the journey and stuff and just, mm-hmm. it, it is a bit, it is a bit much. And I am curious to see where things are going to go post episode four, because apparently um, the first four episodes were given the critics mm-hmm. were given yeah. the critics and stuff. And so not to like, me though. Yeah. Sadly, Noah uh, Marvel didn't give Noah a screener. Which Aww. which which is sad. Which is sad. I didn't I didn't ask. So oh okay that's fair. But yeah no I I am curious to see where things are gonna go post episode four because I because apparently from what I've heard um I haven't looked at any spoilers but from what I've heard from other critics there's supposed to be a point of divergence with at episode four so there's something about episode four because I've seen people who have seen it being mm-hmm. really excited to watch episode four mm-hmm. so I don't know what's what's up with that but yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, but overall, I mean, I'm overall, I'm digging the show and stuff, and yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on. So I saw the um um yeah. What's the same? Uh, Riley Stearns' new movie, Dune. Duel, mm-hmm. Duel, not Dune. That's the that's Denise. <laughs> yeah. Um. And overall, I dug it. For those unfamiliar, the film follows uh Karen Gillan and Sarah, who upon discovering that she'll be dying from a rare disease gets herself cloned, but when it's discovered that her condition is improving, she must then have to train for a year to defeat her clone in a mandated duel to the death. That's cool. Um, 
uh, director uh, Riley Stearns, who, by the way, did also the very underrated film, The Art of Self-Defense. Highly recommend people check out that. I believe it's on Amazon. Um, takes kind of a min- minimalistic approach with the concept, as well as with the sci-fi genre. This is only exemplified by the production design and cinematography, courtesy of production designer uh, Satavia Hanna Tolavinavin um, and cinematographer Michael Reagan. As with the cast, um, Karen Gillan's incredible. Um, she plays both characters with ease, and you can kind of tell the different, the many, the like, the, even the little differences between both characters. And I thought that was interesting. In addition, I thought Aaron Paul made for an interesting mentor figure. Though I wish we kind of got more, um, more with more with him, especially after a certain point. Um, all in all, I thought Duel was a nice follow up from Stearns, who continues his trademark um, minimalism with genres. Uh, with Jill and Jeremy as a very interesting lead. I definitely give this one a solid recommendation. And then Noah, you have a recommendation for this week? Yeah, it's called Worst Roommate Ever. It's on Netflix. If you like cheesy crime docuseries things, <laughs> it's very entertaining. It's about it's different stories people had with like evil roommates. And these roommates are very, very evil. And it's <laughs> it's it's well done. It's got animations in it. Uh, cheesy like weird like transitions where the screen like gets all smoky and I don't know I like it it's a nice thing to watch right before I sleep (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I just have to laugh I just have to laugh because it's like I'm just should I I be concerned should I be concerned no you sure? I'm positive. Okay, I just wanted to add. I just, I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> and not have to be like. So Noah's um been having dreams of murder lately. Not all of them are murderers. Not all the roommates are murderers. Some okay, of them are just creepy. <laughs> uh, okay, all, all right. Uh, then that that's fair because I was thinking like, at least some of at least some of these roommates uh probably have killed people. Oh, some of them. Yeah, yeah. You'll see. <laughs> When you watch, <laughs> uh, Jamie, do you have a recommendation for the week? Um, not really. Just been keeping playing my Kirby game on Switch. That's just mm-hmm. been what I've been doing. It's been cool. fun. Cool beans, cool beans. Well, anyways, um, and that concludes our episode for the week. Uh, Noah, thank you for coming on. Uh, where can the folks find you? Folks can find me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Z Productions with a Z at the end of the productions, uh, or just look up Noah Levine. Um, find me on Instagram at, at Noah Levine 716 and at Zomboy Productions. Find me on YouTube at Zomboy Productions if you want to watch some of my horror film stuff. And I have a podcast called The Dive In Podcast. It's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts. Um, there is another The Dive In Podcast but we are not them. We are the other one that is hosted by Noah Levine and Quinn. <laughs> so give us a listen. We talk about movies as well. Um, but yeah, thank uh, you for inviting me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we'll have all of that in the description for this episode. And Jimmy, you mind closing us out? Yep. Um, so feel free to follow us on all our social media pages. We're on Twitter at Convo with Two Geeks. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you want to send us an email about any topic from this show, this episode or a previous episode, we're at conversationwith2geeks at gmail.com. All right. Anyways, see you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.